Okay, we're recording. Welcome to my cultural conversation. Thank you all for participating. Um, so yeah, I figured we would start with sexism because I just felt like last week I really was like noticing it more. And it's for myself at least, I'm really comfortable and used to like advocating for others and like talking about issues that affect other people. And rarely do I really like take time to like stop and like think about how the ones that like affect me actually affect me. I just like to usually I just like move past it. Um, and so last week I felt like there was some conversations that I was having where I felt like I may have been coming off too hard or like coming off very like powerful or confident about what I was saying and how if I was a man that might've been perceived like as if I was being confident and like knowledgeable, but because I'm a woman, it felt like I was being like overstepping or like being overbearing. Mm. And then in turn, after that, I had this like weird interaction at the grocery store where I was like waiting to be helped. Right. So it was like me and this one guy like waiting to be helped. And then this like random middle-aged white guy like walked up and was waiting to be helped. And so this woman comes and like helps this like middle-aged white guy like promptly. And I'm like, okay, like maybe she knows him. Like I'll just give her the benefit of the doubt. And then this guy comes out to help us and he helps the man first. And I'm like sitting here like, what the fuck? Like here I am, right? Last to be helped, even though I was first there. Mm. And, and so I don't know. I think I'm just starting to be more self-aware about it. And so I want to open up the space. Yeah, and I think something um, that hit me, like, a while ago is, I think I talked about it with Johnny, is for me, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to call him the same thing at all, um, but it kind of, like, some words that I feel like people dance around when we're talking about equal treatment is, like, they're afraid to call something sexist or sexism. Like, that seemed, like, really bad. Just, like, you know calling out racism like oh I'm not racist we're all racist like it you know we're all a little bit racist so but the same thing like with misogyny like people are terrified of that word and won't go near it with a 10-foot pole but like I think it's seen as like oh well I don't hate women so I'm not sexist right well you are (laughs) you know you know like I'm not misogynistic well you probably are (laughs) and you just don't like notice these like internalized things about yourself and your behaviors. Right, sure. Um, So that's what, like, I started realizing is, like, it's not that a lot of, like, it's not that there's guys out there hating women, but there's, like, behaviors and things that they've been taught and, like, things that are cultural norms that they don't realize have really negative impacts. Right. Similar to how I, as a white woman, like, navigate racism and like things like that like there's things that like I didn't realize were unacceptable and I didn't realize they were so ingrained in me mm. because I, I don't walk around you know hating black people or anything like at all but it's like if someone had told me a year ago you know you're being racist I would have been like whoa 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 not me and now it's like yeah and I think to me I feel similarly about like how a lot of people navigate this world is it's not you're a sexist dude right but those things are internalized in how we're raised right it's kind of how you know like I don't want to like say they're equal but I see similarities in like how they're internalized in us sure Mm -hmm. and to like piggyback that um you know like most people well I don't know about most people but people have like a frame of sexism 
and like we don't talk about sexism in the workplace mm -hmm. like how it shows up or mm -hmm. whether it's comments remarks this that the third but people's like perception of what sexism is is like yeah whether it's domestic violence or just like yeah just like a frame from like old like tv shows and so um, if we're not actually talking about at work and how like people are feeling impacted or affected by like slight comments um people are going to keep doing it right and so it's normalized it's like it's okay it's and then yeah essentially mm -hmm. and then people will inevitably cross the boundary um which is harmful right because we're not like setting really the like what's appropriate mm -hmm. but then how do you do that with people who you know might not like have any of like the base foundational like understanding of the topic right like how do you how do you ex how do you get somebody to understand the difference between like saying somebody hates women right and saying that their actions are sexist and I don't know the answer to that well, I'm I just... think that like we've said it's in it's in our teachings like even when I think of like you mentioning workplace and how we don't want to talk about it the only examples I can think of are either those videos of like sexual harassment right that are like super obvious not even like just like the little things that you're like mm, I don't think you should have said that mm -hmm. right um yeah right. well I've had even like I've had a boss who asked me like do I plan on having children yeah mm -hmm. right or we get like sometimes there's a conversation around like the gap in wages um not enough for right. that conversation but um but you're right, in the same way that like, we are now having trainings about like microaggressions and things like that, that there could be some sort of focus on that of like, this also applies with sexism and um, you don't have to be this like, raging misogynistic man to like, be like, giving off this vibe that makes people uncomfortable in right. your words and actions. Um, right, but I but I also think like I think people think of people don't think about it in the smaller terms. I mean, I even you know the fact that I had a client who was sexually harassing me in the valley, and it took talking to four different managers for someone to finally say that's sexual harassment, and like mm -hmm. Alana's not doing anything wrong, because the original way it was framed by multiple people was Alana needs to fix how she's talking to these this client, and so I think the issue is is that even when it comes to things like sexual harassment, it's like, you know, the gut instinct is, but what are you doing? Right. And like, how are you triggering this? And right. like, I have just this week, again, I wore the jeans I'm wearing now, skinny jeans. And I had a second client. Oh, how do your legs even fit the those? I don't know how you guys get those over your butts. Right. So why are you commenting on that? Because you're noticing me. You know, and I think those are just comments that are seen as, like, normal for women. Right, right, like, 100%. You know, like, if I didn't, I think part of it is, like, <laughs> I could stay in the dark, but also, like, that used to just be a normal for me of, like, oh, yeah, that's just comments people make. Right, mm -hmm. right. And for it's sure. seen as acceptable. You know, the amount of comments I've gotten on my physical appearance is ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. When I was, yeah, when I was a Starbucks manager, I literally would, like, alter what I would wear to work mm -hmm. to like limit that because mm -hmm. I was a young manager and I like wanted to be seen as this like professional person but then you have like young men coming in who feel that because you're young that they can overstep that boundary mm -hmm. 
And instead of right addressing it or considering how to address it, I was just like, well, I'll just wear like loose loose clothing. I'm like, what are you gonna comment on my freaking, you know, maxi dress? And I'm I'm at a point now where it's like, okay, do I want to become like a like the strong assertive person or am I gonna let it slide? You right. know, because I'm at this like fork in the road of like becoming a manager, and. You know, I've been told time and time and again that I'm too assertive, that I'm too bossy, which is a word that's only assigned to women. Yes. Um, no one says a man is too bossy. Um, but it's like, but do I shrink back or do I, like, just grow, you know? Right, right. So it's just, and I think similar to your point of, like, how do we fix that in the workplace? I think it's similar of... There just has to be training on it, similar to EDI trainings, and they have to be required. And also, a good w- workplace will have managers who are striving to take on that learning. Right. I think it's like almost like a little more than trainings, though. Like I, I think yeah. we were talking about this yesterday, but it's like one day we probably do need it, like a like a retreat where folks write all the comments that they've ever heard. Yeah. Um, both like with our management and just like the volunteers and stuff and like like you gotta bring the trainings to like like how it's at like actually showing up so people can be like oh okay mm-hmm. i didn't know i said this or i didn't know this had this impact on you because um, mm-hmm. you can trainings almost feel distance you can be yes. like okay this is how i yeah. what not to say what not to do but it's like okay this is how but other people do those things not me yeah right right you know, it's right like, that's why i feel like these that's why I want to like have these, these are kind of conversations that I was talking about that I want to bring to the team because I do feel like our trainings, while they give so much information and like you do a little bit of practice, it's very like disconnected from like, how does that actually affect day to day of your life and how you interact with your coworkers and is even like also not productive because it's like so many people from different teams, right? It's not our team Mm -hmm. specifically talking about how does that work to play in our team. And I think it's interesting because our team is like mostly like people who identify as women and yet it's still seen. Right. And why is that? I mean, right. I mean, there's so many reasons why, but it's just something I think we're all going to have to decide and like figure out. Is it something that we want to like allow to continue, you know, cause like there were some things brought up or, you know, things that made me uncomfortable that I wasn't going to bring up. And the only reason I wanted to is because Andrew like also felt that way. Mm. And so I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's something that, it's easier to stick up for other people than yourself. Yeah. You know, it's easier right. to see something happen and be like, hey, you shouldn't do this for this person versus like, hey, you can't do this to me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting because I think in the role of sexism, it also goes into like what women's gender role is supposed to be. Um, you know, we're kind of trained to, you know, take on the stuff and just internalize and right. not yeah. do those things. And so it also goes... It's also not only hard to speak up about those things, but it's really hard to speak up about those things when you've been told that culturally your role is to be submissive. Right. Submissive. Yeah. I went to the self-defense class, and he was trying to teach us how to yell. And, like, no, stop, you know, like, while doing this stuff. And we had a harder time with that. And he finally was like, would you rather yell or fight? And every woman said fight. And he was like, what? <laughs> and it, I was like, whoa, that's so true. Because we're taught like, oh, excuse me, oh, sorry, didn't, didn't mean to get in your way. Right, right. Something else I've noticed, especially with some of the older male volunteers here, 
is that they'll either say something as a compliment, where it is like, oh, I don't know how to respond to this, don't look at me, mm -hmm. or as a joke. Um, like they're saying what they mean, but then they're like, why are you taking it seriously? I was just joking. Right. Um, and I love though when they try to get Thomas on their side and he's like, no. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, that's but, not. Mm -hmm. But yeah, then they're just like, then they're like, well, that's on you if you took that as anything mm -hmm. right. other than what I meant it as. Mm -hmm. Right. 100%. It was really interesting. My mom just called me the other night and she was talking about asking when my wedding photos come back because it was supposed to be around this time, but you know, the wedding industry right now. And she's like, yeah, you know, we were just wondering, you know, she's like, I've been showing them to people and like every single person who sees them is just like commenting on like how beautiful you look and how, you know, nice you look and blah, blah, blah. And it was interesting because like the comment, like, okay. But like, that's kind of how I took it. It was like, okay. Um, and I realized that like, you know, like what I would like people to see in my wedding photos, like, sure, comment. I think I looked pretty too. Obviously I tried to, but it's like, if you look at my wedding photos and like your biggest takeaway is like, oh my gosh, Alana looked so gorgeous. Like, you know, my mom even said once, she was like, oh, everyone there's going to think you're the most beautiful person there. And I was like, I actually really hope that my best friend's boyfriend, Jeff, doesn't think I'm the most beautiful person there. I hope he thinks that's Emily. And similarly, like, I hope Bill thinks that Sally is the prettiest woman there and not his daughter-in-law. So, like, I think there's just this, like, my goal on my wedding day is not to be the prettiest person for everyone. Right. My goal was to be beautiful for my husband. And then I actually hope when people see our photos, they're like, oh, my gosh, it looks like you're really in love. Or you're having a great day. Right, sure. But it was just really interesting to think, like, my mom thought that was going to be, like, the best compliment. And I was like, wow, like, I'm really... It's, like, what I'm supposed to be for everyone else on my wedding day is beautiful. Right, right. And that's, like, the most I can be is pretty. Right. Because <laughs> that was always growing up. It's, like, oh, you're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I never got, like, oh, you're so smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so talented. It was, like, oh, you're so beautiful. And I was, like, well, I think I'm okay. But, like. Right, right, right. But, but it's that's, like, that, that that's, equates to, like, success. Yeah. Or, like, everything you're supposed to be on these days is, like, actually. Mm. Right. You know, and it's just like, that's what people comment on. It's not like, oh, you did really great. It's like, oh, you're really pretty today. That's so interesting because it, it reminds me of like, it seems like the two groups of people that it applies to are like people who identify as female and small children. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, and then, because I was like, oh, wow, we try to do that with my nephew and not just be like, you're so cute, but like, you're so smart and funny and talented and yeah. You know, I'm like, you're not just one thing. But I don't want to be, like, you and babies. Right. <laughs> you're the same. And right, but I mean, historically, right, that is the fact, right, that we are grouped with, like, uneducated children and that we're, like, seen lower than and that, you know, I mean, we listened to this. You didn't hear it, but or you didn't either, but we had to listen to this, like, sexist video where this guy was, like, talking about what women are or whatever and was saying that, like, in the law, he thinks that we should be, like, equal to children and that we shouldn't have rights or, like, be able to vote because we have, like, smaller brains or whatever this man thought, right? But traditionally, that is the way, right? For more time than not, that was seen as normal, right? That you're below and, like, in, like, somebody else is in control of you. And I mean, even still in the law, right? There's still tons of laws that are like 
that meet that and agree with that. Like we were talking about last time. Like, yes. Oh. <laughs> still can't make a choice about my body without my husband. I know, literally. Right. Definitely. Right. But how do we, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we won't, we won't be able to, like, think of real solutions here, but. I mean, I think. Like, how do we actually, like, make change on our team I without think, having training backed by OE or something, you know? I think for me, something that's helped is coming to the realization um, and just realizing, um, like, I am, you know, smart enough, I'm talented enough, I'm good enough, and, like, holding that space for myself if others won't mm-hmm. and not letting them diminish me. And I've also realized moments where um, I can tell people are threatened, you know, by what I'm bringing to the table. And, like, that's fine, but I'm not going to let that affect me. Like, right. that might affect you, but I'm not going to, like, diminish myself because of where you're at, you know, um, and, you know, for me, it's like, I'm not going to be a less, um, I'm not going to try to be less of a leader just because, you know, you're intimidated by a woman who's vocal. Right. Yeah. Just because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm going to hold that space and I'm going to hold you accountable to things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And this is kind of where, like, accomplices, allies, like, people just kind of show up. Like, I think, like, having people in the room outside, uh, not outside, but, like, in the room and, like, are willing to, like, whether it's calling out, calling in, like, I think being able to, like, confront it and, like, not, like, let it slide is, like, really, really important. Um, And it's hard because sometimes we're not in those rooms, right? Right. And if there's a culture of sexism, Mm -hmm. um, and we're not in these rooms um or you're like by yourself and you're experiencing this with people who aren't like you know don't have like a shared analysis of what it means to like you know have care for everyone Mm -hmm. um it makes it tricky but i think i said this last week too like you know the, the panthers you know their free education and breakfast program right like everyone's like getting more better at calling things out like Mm -hmm. like the younger generations are getting better at like talking about stuff like this and so like the ideal hope is that like eventually we're going to get to a point where like when shit like that does happen people will call that out and then like right this is not this is not okay right 100 percent. yeah because i yeah i don't know i mean i agree 100 percent. but i think the current challenge is right how do you at least from right a woman's perspective just right from me coming from saying this how do I have somebody be an ally for me without it feeling, like, more shameful? Like, Mm -hmm. that they're, like, standing up for us women. That they're, like, this man has to go, like, tell my concerns. So I wouldn't even say that. I think, you know, for me, the first, the the validating thing was finding a female who could be an ally and I could talk through things with and be like, oh, you see the issue in this too. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of that is, like, the validation of someone else saying, yes, this isn't just you, like, you're not being weak, you're not being emotional, you're not X, Y, Z, you sure. know? Um, and gaining the confidence to, like, this is not, be- like, this is, you know, they're treating me different because I'm a woman or something like that, or they're reacting different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from there, it's not that someone would be sticking up for you like and seen as shameful it's just like 
I guess I would challenge you and say like, do you think that some, uh, like a person of color should feel shameful that you have to stand up to a racist comment? And I doubt you would say yes. Right, you know, sure. it's just like you're standing up for a comment that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just building those allies. And I think with all of these, with any issue and anyone being, you know, bullied or like treated differently, sometimes for certain people, it takes um, a different perspective for them to hear. And that's not on you, that's on them. Right, sure. You know, like mm -hmm. that's not an issue with you, that's an issue with them having to hear it from a fellow man or a fellow white person. That's not on you. And, right. and not for nothing, like allies don't have to be like someone that's like opposite of you. It could be yeah. just someone with more privilege or like in a different yeah. vantage point that, that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, or even sometimes just a second voice that yeah. says, like, actually, no, you know? Yeah. Right, 100%. And, yeah, even thinking about it with, like, an intersectionality lens, like, the things that, like, black women face versus, like, white women and stuff, it's, like, sometimes, like, white women do need to step up for, you know, black women yeah. and mm -hmm. things of that nature. 100%. What else is on anybody's mind? <laughs> Maybe it's like she's about to fall asleep. I went to bed early. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what? Okay, I'm gonna end this. Bye. Bye. Bye.